The Retro Lounge is a look back into the archives of the Recruiters Lounge podcast with Jim Stroud and Karen Matinen. The Recruiters Lounge podcast posted weekly between the years of 2005 and 2010. With energy, wit, and opposite points of view, <laughs> Jim Stroud and Karen Madden discussed, debated, and squabbled like children over HR issues that affected the workplace and society overall for the benefit of all who would listen. This episode of the Recruiter's Lounge originally aired on July 8th, 2009. The original title was this, Podcast, LinkedIn Endorsements Can Get You Sued, and this was the original description. In episode number 128, Jim Stroud and Karen Matten discussed a whole bunch of stuff, the least of which, did you know that leaving a positive endorsement for someone on LinkedIn could get you in trouble? How's about proudly proclaiming, I don't care about breaking the law. I have errors and omissions insurance. Um, okay. <laughs> Finally, did you know that prostitution was legal in the USA? Well, at least in one state. As such, would you recruit for the world's oldest profession? This one has a lot of rants and raves from Karen, while Jim, the good cop, tries to make sense of it all. Tune in to hear it all for yourself, and you can hear it exactly as it was said back on July 8th, 2009, after this word from my sponsor. Do you love four-letter words? Who doesn't? And then you mix recruiting news and insights in with those four-letter words. I'm Cheese. And I'm Chad. And we are the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. We, we out. out. Employer brand professionals know that doing great work involves doing big, high-level strategic thinking and getting your hands dirty. If that sounds like the kind of work you want to do, come listen to the Talent Cast. It's the world's most highly caffeinated employer brand podcast. Hi, I'm Jim Stroud. And this is Karen Martin, and, and welcome to the Recruiter's Lounge. The Recruiter's Lounge is a podcast of news, interviews, and commentary on the recruiting industry. And it was designed with you in mind. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your time in the Recruiter's Lounge. Gotta get dip. Gotta get dip. Gotta get dip. Gotta get dip, 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 dip. Gotta get dip. Gotta get dip. Gotta get dip. Gotta get dip. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to another exciting, action-packed episode of the Recruiters Lounge. It's been a while. I know we've received your emails, we received your phone calls, we've received Twitters, tweets. When's the next podcast? The next podcast? Are y'all got you guys still doing the podcast? Yes, we are, and this is one of them. And with me, as always, as always, as always, my BFF Karen. How are you? Hey, hey what you doing? It's been a while, hasn't it? How? When was the last one? Like a, a month and a half ago, almost. No, it hasn't been that long. Has it been that long? No, no. It just feels like it's been a long time. It's been a while. Maybe it's been over a whole year. No, it hasn't been a (laughs) year. No, 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 no. We, um, I guess the holidays and and just things happening on my end and things happening on your end, it's just... Uh, Well, yeah, I mean, it's been working on the business, which, by the way, I mean, that just takes everything from you, if it is. Hey, did you hear Michael Jackson died? Yeah, it did not hear that. <laughs> yeah, we should talk about that because we. Um, I, I watched the funeral today. Oh, I watched parts of the funeral today. I didn't watch the whole. Daughter was so cute. It's so cute. His daughter. Yeah. Yeah, buddy of mine. Um, actually, I'll mention her name because she has a radio show of her own, Victory Waters. She was saying how she thinks that the daughter Paris is going to be the next uh, sensation or entertainer to come out of Michael Jackson's uh, children. Just because she seemed to have a magnetic personality, and you see it already, being so young. Aw, wow. Let's go ahead and destroy the poor girl already. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I think she's going to – I think all of his children are going to be under some very protective eyes. I mean – Same uh, like, You know, haven't we seen what Charles – what happens to Charles Starr's enough of that already? Come on yeah. now. He may already have a stipulation in his will. You know, it's a funny thing. I saw on the um, – Document sharing site Scribe, that's S C R I B D 
dot com. Mm-hmm. It was supposedly Michael Jackson's last will and testament. I don't know how real it is. It, it looked real, but you know, you can't pull off a hoax with something looking fake. But um, it, it, there it was. I think I tweeted about it too. I don't know how real it was or not. But uh, I'm wondering that it's inside of his will. Did he have some of his last wishes were that his children not get into the entertainment world, which um, I can solely, I'm certainly sure can understand. And that I don't know. That seems kind of weird. I don't know. I mean, if, if you were, I mean, you consider his lifestyle and consider his life and legacy. I mean, he's had some, some well, uh, good yeah, times yeah, and not I so good weird. Times. Okay, I just said weird and Michael Jackson and made it sound like it was different. <laughs> <laughs> My, my comment alone in itself is weird. I mean, we're, we're talking about Michael Jackson, for goodness sake, you know. Uh, God bless the dead. Okay, hold on. I've got uh, he should he should re- he should rest in peace. Let the man rest in peace. He should rest. And you in know peace. what? We shouldn't just you know, out of respect to him, we really shouldn't talk about him like this, right? No, now. I'm not talking. Well, hey, I'm not talking anything bad about him at all. I'm being. When I you know what? You know, weird. You know what? He was eccentric. When you had that kind of money, you're eccentric. You're not weird. Um, one oh. thing that sort of struck me was. When uh, I, I remember when I first saw the news, like it was like one of those things like you knew where you were when you first heard the news, like mm-hmm. when Kennedy was shot or when um, uh, 911 hit. I knew exactly where I was, what happened, what was going on that very moment. Boom. When it, when it was announced that Michael Jackson had passed, a friend of mine called me on the phone. Um, actually, my my co-host on I Live Online. But I was you. I was <laughs> me and you. No, 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 the I Live Online technology show, dude, I Live Online.net. He okay. called me up and said, dude, you know Michael Jackson died? And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And so I turned it on CNN, and I was like transfixed there with my family watching all of the developments un- unfold, and I was just, I, I thought, couldn't believe it. This is going to be Lady Die all over again. I think he had more people. It, well, it looked like it had, he had more people than when Lady, Lady Die passed. I just um, know that I'm sorry to say this, but, I mean, I know there were 12 people allegedly so far that have killed themselves over Michael Jackson. Already. That is that was so bizarre to me. Well, I guess that maybe they so thought bizarre. that. If- you know, you know, there's only one historical precedent for that that I could think of when I first heard about that, and and I'm thinking about when the uh, the pharaohs died and they had their servants die with them so they can serve them in in their uh, yeah yeah afterlife. That's the, the first thing I thought that, about. Yeah, the one that was going on the the comet. The what? The comet. You mean all those guys? Oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's recent history. I'm talking about the pharaoh, like ancient Egypt. Like when oh, King Tut dies or Ramses or, you know, they kill their servants too or, or their, their servants commit a suicide. I, I don't know which, but they, so they can be their servants in, in the afterlife. This is a chance for them to get close to Michael Jackson. And, and if they can't uh, get him to him in life, they could get to him in death. I mean, it was so just weird. I mean, so, uh, you know, he would not want anyone to kill themselves over him. I don't know about that, but Michael Jackson. I can't. I I will never try. I could to not imagine anybody would want anyone else to commit suicide over them. Well, I don't know what Michael Jackson would want. I am. I'm sorry, I can't think for him. But he I don't know what that. all this has to do with recruiting, except yes, for the right, fact we're that so, we're a lot so, of HR people away from a lot of their jobs. This brings me to an interesting topic, by the way. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Before, as we as we get off this Michael Jackson tangent, and I think it'll be a while before the world gets off of it because they're still dealing with the, the children issues and custody and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be a while. But um, there was something that we were, we were bantering off back and forth about before we we started about. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, not us. Um, about liability issues around LinkedIn, and we were talking about how that. Okay, that um, one was tame. Okay, go ahead. Okay, yeah, that was a tamer. We'll get that one later. But okay. we were talking. We were talking. Uh, yes, for those who don't know, because they weren't on the call before we started, so they couldn't know. Uh, there's a certain um, how you could say this legal liability that could possibly happen um, around people giving you positive endorsements Only on LinkedIn. Bosses, bosses, bosses. Only boss, yeah, explain a little further. Well, uh, what the deal is is that if you're a boss and then um, you go ahead and you give this positive affirmation for this employee of yours and then two days later farm because they're just totally worthless, you're going to have a hard time explaining that in a court of law. That's going to be a strong defense for your employee to be able to fight themselves, you know, fight as to say, hey, you fired me either, A, under discrimination courses, or you you fired me unjustly. And so there comes in, this is why some lawyers are right now saying, you know, employees, look, whatever you want to do, try to avoid giving some positive 
feedback to any of your employees. And, that, and I thought it was so bizarre. I, now, that did not extend to a peer review, or maybe, or maybe it could because if one of your peers gives you a glowing recommendation and then on down the road they get promoted and you do not, and some kind of way you get you you get fired. You could say, well, because what this person said. Could, could, you, could you see that happening? I mean, that's that's sort of uh, a, I think a, a peer review. Okay, the of, peer review was like your friend, the friend got promoted and then fired you. That could be, I guess, could be like, hey, you you always thought of I was one of the best workers in the company. How is it that you are firing me? I mean, that could be utilized, like, guess that way. But I mean, think about it. It's like. If your boss, you say, hey, boss, I'm on LinkedIn, because what they're like saying, you know, all these companies are going on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is actually the number one resource tool for companies to go ahead and, and check up and back up on employees. Oh, yeah, and I think, and I, and I think, and I cannot guarantee this, so I, I don't even know where I'm quoting this or not, so if anyone is with LinkedIn, correct me, or maybe you won't when I, hear, when I say this. I think LinkedIn is profitable. In comparison to to Facebook and MySpace, sure. I mean they 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 are actually they are actually a profitable social network. I believe I don't know for certain. They do have I, a paid job, and then they also have the paid um the paid network, and you have the special memberships that they do have. So yeah, yes, they're actually making. I don't know, they're making a lot of money, but they're actually in comparison to when they're spending out and expenses and so forth. But I think I heard somewhere that they're actually making money. They're actually they are. They make profit. They do extremely well. Now, but there is something I would like to say as an HR person, and this is to bring you into this as well. Mm. I gotta ask you. I mean, seriously. Ask away. How stupid is it that companies really go to these profiles and then expect these guys to actually? I mean, first of MySpace, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever. Mm. Utilize these as a symbol of. How that person is, well, or how it describes their work habits. Okay, wait, wait, wait a minute. You, so wait a minute. If I'm understanding you correctly, I have, do you know? Are, wait, are you I saying are you never, saying that companies are you saying companies should not look at their social networks to get to do a poor man's background check for lack of no, a better word? I think they should. And I want to tell you, I think it's the stupidest thing. And I think our job history right now in regards. Oh, to no one's going to admit to that. Because it's too, it's too it's too liable to say okay I'm gonna look at your Facebook and I see your religion I see your sexual identity yeah, exactly so, so I think they're gonna I think regardless they're gonna do it I just think they won't admit to it well actually right now eighty percent of companies actually put filters on their employees um, computers so they could try to make sure that they avoid them from doing it but that doesn't mean that some people aren't silly enough to try to do it anyway so okay? avoid them from doing what avoid them or keep from, them from doing what networks and stuff like that. Oh, it's, you know what? I think that actually costs the money in the long run. I do. I let, me, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. This is this is sort of a weird logic. Okay. If you block me from going to say eBay or Amazon or something like that, work. Right? It, it work. Okay. Okay. with me. And I'm gonna say perfect case. Um, at work. I'm going at yeah at work. Let me, okay. let me say it. I'm at work and okay. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna run the eBay real quick or Amazon and let's say. Um, I'm taking my lunch break at my desk. All right. And, I'm, and, I'm, at, and I'm wait, wait. I'm at my desk. Make, I'm at. I'm, wait. I'm at a lunch hour, and I'm gonna go do a quick shopping run online. And it's uh, right there alone. Oh, 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 and then boom. And then boom. I'm back to work. Now. Yeah, stop that but, wait, 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 wait. But before, but otherwise. Yeah, sorry. It's what? not legal. Your boss is not legal. You're a good smart boss. You're not gonna be allowed to do that. Stop that. Wait. But no, no. See, but see, you missed some. This the whole argument. This why we cut it off. Argument. I'm saying. No, I'm saying the argument is that I could have instead taken some time off and not come in at all to go do some shopping or do something else, whereas I you could you pull off five ten off minutes real quick. You can't take time off at your desk. You can't. At lunch period, I get a lunch hour. You can't take it at your desk. I can't take lunch hour at my desk. And if you're a professional company, you will know that most professional companies who are have a very strong. I've seen plenty of people have lunch in the cubicles for Indeed. years. Pardon? I've been at big companies, large and small, no, and, and I've seen company. people take lunches me, at the cubicles. Companies that you actually were at actually had one of the largest HR discrimination lawsuits. I mean, employment lawsuits. So let's not go there. Uh, explain, explain, wait, 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 wait. Explain that for people who don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I mean, one of the without companies. Mentioning, without mentioning the company name. 
Microsoft, we can. That's it's well noted. It is one of the largest class action lawsuits for three hundred and like three hundred million dollars because they wanted to go ahead and classify in, uh, technical engineers as contractors and allow them to eat at their desk and stuff like that because they were contractors and not employees, and then they end up having to pay a whole bunch of wages and overtime, This is what we're talking about. But that's actually touching on, on a misclassification issue. I'm talking about what if I'm just a, a regular employee? What if I'm just a regular employee? I'm having lunch you can't at my desk. Based on that area, wage an hour. When you're an employee at your desk, you could turn around, and this has happened before. This is why companies don't allow you to do it, because they protect themselves. And if you're a smart company, you would make sure your employee does not do it, because your employee could then turn around and say, look, you can see by my computer I was working at lunchtime, and you know what? I should have been having lunch, and so now he has to pay me overtime. And I did this every day for the last month. Look at the log, and you can see me logged in. See, that's... Don't How many employees even know to do that? How many people even know to do that? No, that oh besides, well, the ones that, besides the ones listening to us how now. How do you think the losses happen? Because people do find out. And it's wrong and it's messed up, but they do it. And that's why companies protect themselves by not allowing their employees to do that. Only, I'm going to say, dumb HR will allow their employees to eat lunch at their desk. So how can they? How can HR even police that? They should have like a... a, a that's one of the reasons. Why do you think that when you go to Walmart or Target or all these companies now, at lunchtime, that person, as soon as they clock off, they have to take their car. Their well, that's a retail off. environment. Who wants it? Who's going to? How many? I've never seen, even, I don't even, even think of an employee of Walmart grabbing a sandwich and walking up and down the aisles. I'm sorry, but when you work in a very professional professional HR environment that is aware of these laws that will protect the company from massive lawsuits, you will find that what they do is say it straight up. Hey, honey, go ahead. You've got to go out and leave the office. And it's actually a good thing. It gets them out of the office. It makes them leave. And it's smart. It's actually a better environment for the employee anyways. Get out. Go for a walk. Go do something. But you can't be in here. It's your lunch break. Go. And that's what they do. Your boss says, hey, go on. You see that? I'm thinking about a retail environment. Retail is the same no, thing. No, I, I know retail is the same thing, but when you say that, I'm thinking a retail environment. But, but what I'm thinking of is I'm in an office environment. There's cubicles everywhere. I'm grabbing, I grab a Twinkie or something uh, or a quick sandwich, and I just take a bite, and I'm sitting at my and desk, and I'm eating lunch. and working. You can probably, if you want to eat at your desk and it's not your lunch break and your boss don't care, that's fine, but it's your lunch break. When you have your clock time, you have to report that you have that 12 to 1 or your, you know, your one-hour break or your 50 half-hour breaks and your 15 minutes and everything else. You have to take it from your desk. You have to move from your desk, and most corporate environments, call centers, et cetera, will make sure that they do Oh, that. call centers for sure. Now, that I do know. Oh, yeah, they'll definitely make sure for sure that you better get up and you better move. And the reason they do that, even though you could have your sandwich at the desk and take your head off, headset off, the reason they do that is because of protection of the company and to make sure that an unscrupulous employee won't take advantage of it. So let's go back to your story. I mean, that's one of the reasons it's not going to be a co- an anti-cost effect because you really shouldn't be there in the first place. You really shouldn't be in there anyways. When you're on lunch, you should be on lunch. You know, if you know much money in, uh, let's see, absenteeism, I don't know if that's the right word to say. But, like, say it saves around the Christmas time, holiday, major holidays, Christmas and Thanksgiving. And okay. people, some people take days, take time off just to go shopping. Whereas <laughs> if they took a quick break at lunch, they could go jump, boom, boom. Now, again, I guess you can make, also make the argument that they could do that at home, too, but Usually, people don't think about stuff like that. Usually, that the most product, the most busiest hours of e-commerce is during business hours. Yeah, and you know what? That's also when people should be working. I mean, let's look at it this way. How many times? And let's be realistic. I know me. I own my own business. I'm sitting in front of my computer, and I get caught up playing a game, or I get caught up in a discussion on the internet. And then two, three hours later, I'm like, oh, my gosh, where does the time go? And one thing people don't know, did you know that most people, if you add up all their time that they spend at work, they actually only spend one whole day that fully productive, about six to eight hours productive for a whole week? Uh, see, 
that's a good argument. That if that's if that's the case, and I think it is, that's a good argument for um, uh, a management style that says uh, just do the job, do, do tasks one, two, and three, and then go home. And if you can finish if you can finish tasks one, two, three by lunchtime, more power to you. Well, the thing is, there is a new thing that's come out where a lot of people are getting into this co-work, co-share kind of stuff where. I'm like, okay, I'll split my hours or my days with you. If I want to, I, I mean, wanna... that's, that's when you have offices in other countries, right? And they say, no, or other, other cities. That's become a very popular thing, actually, in America now, especially. You know, it's like, I don't want to lose my job, and I don't really mind if I lose 40 hours, or maybe they need 60 hours, and I don't want to pull 60 hours. So I'm willing to take 30 hours, and somebody else is willing to take 30 hours, and they may work morning and I'll work evening, or vice versa. And that's based on that extreme programming. Um, uh, phenomenon that was going on in software developers where you team. Well, no, that's definitely something different because it's extreme programming. Work share, by the way. That, this is called a work share program. Work share, okay. Because what I'm thinking when I say extreme programming and people who know what extreme programming are going like, Jim, you're totally off. So that's well, when you, know, you have one person coding and the other person doing quality assurance at the same time. Well, right next to each other. That's a bad deal either. I mean, that can help a lot. But you know, right but now it's not we quite, got all. But, it's, but that's not the work share thing you're describing. What you're work talking about. Our, our program is actually where, you know, right now there's a way you can also describe this. Is what we can call also the underemployed, where you're now finding less people working for the or more, you get um, the same. Pe- you have the, about maybe four people working on the same job and making less money. Um, in other words, you're making more. You're having. They're cutting your hours, cutting your pay, and you're going to have somebody working with you. In other words, this person went from 40 hours down to 20 hours or 30 hours. You know, so they don't have to get overtime. They don't have to get extra pay. I mean, there's and a lot. They're paying of, somebody with less a lesser rate than you too, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, I mean, one thing this economy has done too. It has created a really interesting diverse, um, you know, aspect too where you have a lot of individuals who are having a lot more work with a lot less pay. You know, they're doing a heck of a lot of work, but then there's also the other way. You're getting a lot less work and still a lot less pay as well. You know what some Ford companies can do right now to really give themselves some uh, employment insurance? Treat the people well as best they can in these times because when the economy uh, rebounds back as it eventually will, it won't hopefully, soon, yeah. hopefully sooner rather than later, but when it, it does, it when it does, it, it will eventually. I think a lot of people. Hold on, I think a lot of people are going to say, "Okay, well, you know what? You treated me really bad. I'm going to look for a job Can I elsewhere." Go with that? And they're going to fly go off. there with what you were saying just now, right now, and I want to talk to recruiters about that, please, if you don't mind. Go ahead. I just finished writing something about this too, by the way, and I got tweeted. By the way, I was very shocked. Guess what? Tell people, you know that, tell, tell people your Twitter address so they can follow you. Put it on Twitter, but let me explain something. You know that particular site that I might approach to write on one on a while? They decided to go ahead and put me as one of their featured posts today, yesterday, this morning. Sorry, I was shocked. But anyways, moving on. I was just very shocked. I was jaw dropping one of those kind of things, but. Anyway, I, to- I, I, I totally like. Lost me. I lost zoned, you I zoned out when you were talking just then. Say that again. Right, well, let's move on then. Let's just talk okay. about what, what really kind of gets to me. All right. Seeing a lot of recruiters recently posting online how much they resent candidates, and one person on a on a, one of those networks, one of those recruiting networks, she put out there like ten things that she hates about candidates and. And then another person was like, oh, I'm so pissed off with candidates right now. And uh, they went on with her little rant about why she hates candidates. I was just – and then I go on and list Twitter and stuff, and I was seeing people just always writing about how bozo a candidate was and this candidate did something stupid, this candidate did something else stupid. And I'm like, I mean, they make such – you could almost see who they're almost talking about, right? And I'm thinking, you know – Today may be a candidate's market, but tomorrow the economy is going to change. Maybe tomorrow is in the next year or two or three or ten or twenty or whatever. Eventually. But the candidates are going to remember. When you pick up that phone and ask for help, they're going to remember you, recruiter, who was sitting out there and boycotting them and talking trash to them or about them. 
And I'm thinking, how silly is it that people are in our industry that they write the crap that they do sometimes? They all go out there. My thing was about how one woman said, I don't care about government agencies, and I don't care about employment law, and I don't care if the government's going to come after me. I have errors and emissions insurance. Wow. I don't care. I'm not going to be paranoid. And I'm thinking, first off, you just probably lost your errors and emissions insurance because of what you just said. I got to tell you, you do something stupid, you get sued for just saying what you said. Well, let's not call it stupid. Let's just say an error in Come on, your insurance company, you think they're going to want to pay? First off, insurance doesn't pay for stupidity, and that's stupidity. You go out online and say, I don't care about the, about the government, and I don't care if I get sued. I've got errors and omissions. You think you're, what is your insurance company going to say when they review that? Believe me, they will find that because they will go online to look and see if you did say something stupid like that. I think I don't think it's. No, that's I, don't, I, I don't. I don't want to use the word stupid. I'm. I'm, gonna, I'm I, I, wait. I'm going to say that it was. Um, I don't I don't know. I think people sometimes they get into a forum. Uh, a form that they acquaint themselves with, they, they they build relationships with people in the forum, so it becomes more of a uh, community. I guess is the right word, a community that okay. they that they think is that only a few people uh, are are connected to because only a few people no, respond yeah, to them, but they don't realize that once you set it online, it's always online in some capacity, whether or not. Um, is stricken from the record or not? Because once it's online, it's archived somewhere. At the very least, you can go to, to the Wayback Machine and find information that way. So somebody's I, email archive. I mean, it's always there to be found. And believe me, you may have a short memory, but the internet does. And I'm sorry. I mean, I have a very, very loud presence online. No. Yeah. I am a total. Okay. I call myself the Dixie Chicks of the industry. I have no problem with that. Because you know you're so well-loved by so many people? No, they call me worse. <laughs> you love to hate me and you hate to love me. That's an aspect of me, okay? Well, it's, it's all in the presentation sometimes. Instead of, like, for example, instead of saying stupid mistakes, you could say, you know what, that was a little error in judgment. This is I'm how sorry. you could have done better. Ignorant you could have said that better. You could have said that better. No, there is no way you could say ignorant, dumb, and stupid. That was stupid. <laughs> a woman who is... And you wonder why you're so loved. It was a grown adult. We're talking over the age. Of Even grown adults can make can make little small lapses in judgment from time to time. That was not it a happened. small mistake. You, when a person says, "I don't care about the laws. I don't care about the government. I don't care, and I'm not going to run my business in fear." I've got errors in insurance insurance. Personally, first off, let's just look at the fact that she's basically saying. If my client wants me to discriminate, I'll do it anyways. So screw it. I don't care how many candidates I have. That, but that's not what they said. That's what she was talking about. Because it may, no, you, may, you may infer that, but that's not what they not said. That was what the conversation was based on. The conversation was based on. Because did not specifically say that. Yes, we were discussing that specifically. You weren't there. Please understand the conversation was based on discrimination, and they were getting upset because I, of course, was talking about employment law again. And then this individual, first off, accepted, said that I didn't know what I was talking about in regards to the employment law, um, that I was stupid dumb, and, of course, I didn't have a college degree, so she says. And, of course, she knows everything about my personal background. And, by the way, she also questioned my sanity. She thinks I'm insane and bipolar. People do seem to get that impression at times. I know. I don't know, I don't know where that comes from, but. Uh, hey, I have no problem. I am a as mad as a hatter, you know that when I get on a roll, I just can't stop. Okay, uh, you, you, I will be, even, even those who do, even those who don't love you will will, all, will attest that you are you are passionate about HR and. The law. I am passionate about the people that we need to protect. So this is as it pertains to the law. I mean, I, yeah. Well, the thing is, like, so then there was an the argument about why would I be bringing up the law, and I'm like, that which to me is just absolutely shocking that here we are in HR. And the law surrounds everything we do as a recruiter. We are HR when we are recruiters. And we have all these state and federal and government regulations that just oversee what we do. And then you've got the FTC saying we're the 12th most complained about industry. We're number 12 now? I thought it was uh, 38 or something like that. 12 of the, no, BB, that was the Better Business Bureau before. I don't know where they're at, but the FTC says we're number 12 as of this year. 
which, by the way, she also contested those numbers, and then I had to go ahead and give her three other links so she could see I was right. By the way, and then she contested my pe- the people I know that are lawyers or even the people I know within the government because, of course, I was always wrong. But that's neither here nor there. So then this person starts going ahead and stating that she had insurance. I just walked away. I'm thinking, I said, let, I kept telling her, let it go, let it go, let it go. But then she wouldn't. And I'm like, Jim, I'm sorry, Jim, I got to tell you. Mm. When she put that out, I was like, it was almost like a thank you. It was almost like a gift. I'm like, you know what, just keep talking. You keep putting yourself in a digger, digger ditch, you know. She kept digging that grave. You know, I was like, I mean, I was like, first off, the EEOC, the government, the Department of Labor, they all go out on the sites, and they love going to these kind of communities. They do. Okay, so so let me let me let me try to look at it from a different angle. Okay. A, a different angle in. Her okay, okay, wait, wait, her wait. Her reading this. Her employees are reading oh, okay, this. Okay, okay. Oh my God. Okay, take a breath. Take a breath. I'm sorry. You breathing? Breathe in, breathe out. Okay. Okay, so whereas some people um, who are not your biggest fans, maybe some of your biggest fans are the ones that hate you. They will read I'm talking. In your, in your own way, you're yes. trying to, one, protect the person they're hurting, but secondly, you're trying no, to protect, wait, wait, wait. You're also trying to protect them by bringing to their attention things that they're doing that could get them sued by other people, not you, who have more power to ruin their day. Hey, but is that is correct? Oh, wait, that, is okay. that correct? Could, could it be that you are trying to look out for people who are oh. mistaking your help for the ranting and ravings of a lunatic. Yes. But but in, in all in all actuality, the things you're saying have the ring of truth. And if the wrong person were to do an internet search or come across information at the wrong, you know, and they're in a bad mood, they could really go after them and ruin their day. Correct. Well, I also think is that, that's is that, right. is that, is that correct? I think you're absolutely right. Okay. But I also think that sometimes people also believe that I would probably consider reporting others in this industry. Or something. Whereas I know from firsthand experience, you would not do that. I would never do that. I mean, at first I'm concerned. And wait, wait, and for people who who want to ask me sidelines, I, I can tell you openly and privately, she would not narc on you. No, she, but she will. She will uh, talk my ear off about it. And on the podcast, though, that much is certain. I will never also mention people's names as much, um, and I try to make sure I don't. And even let me clear that up too. I, I try not to. Uh, okay, I I I get on to her about not mentioning a company name when we're talking about a big corporate name. Well, like when so, Microsoft this is that, they'll say a company name because it is the most. It is actually one of the most noted. Okay, regardless, I still don't like mentioning company names. Now, right. it's, it's, as much as I'm on her about mentioning company names, it is actually. Both of our ideas never to mention somebody's name. So if you hear someone you are talking about you, and you know we're talking about you, don't worry, you, never then, then you know it, and we know it. But people listening do not know it. Trust me. And if you want to go ahead and respond to this, thank you. <laughs> You're gonna be breaking your own heart, not mine. Okay. Right. But I know there are people who I'm listen. Not, I'm a little. Wait, wait. Let me say that. I know people who are listening who are, who are afraid that we're gonna call them out. We may, uh, Karen may speak about you because you know, if you look at the show, you know who's doing the most, but talking. But uh, no names will be mentioned. Now, let me just clarify something. Right now, I'm still kind of pissy at this person, so my comments here are pretty pretty much subjective, not totally objective, okay? Right. But, I mean, I got to tell you, I'm sorry. I have a business like this individual. Really? I, I I've never heard you say that before. I run two businesses, actually. I haven't heard that before either. Go ahead. Okay. No one listening listening to this podcast has ever heard that before either. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) That's sarcasm 101. Go ahead. owner, okay? One of the most important things for me is I recognize is that my business is me. I'm as a recruiter, me, my online presence is who I am. That identifies how I do business. If I go online and I say I don't care about ethics or I can't stand these ethics police or blah, 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 i got to tell you something, people. Your clients are reading that, and i got to tell you they're going to be nervous dealing with you. When they hear that you don't want to know about the laws, about this industry, or when they hear that you don't want to know about what the legal implications that can come out, they're worried about you saying that online because let me explain the most important aspect. 
if you get audited, there's a high high chance that your client's going to get audited. And the next time that you take an illegal search from your clients, also realize that if your client gets audited, you're going to get audited too. So one of the things, when you think that that $30,000 check may be worth doing that search, ask yourself what's going to be the chances of your client get audited and all their recruiters too. And is it going to be worth it? Even if you have errors and omissions insurance. Well, now I, you're saying that it's going to be automatic if someone goes after the client, they're going to go after the recruiter automatically. How do you? Automatically, I did not say that. I said high potentially chance that you will be. Mm, okay. I said a high potential chance. Because if, someone, because if someone really wants to get more money and they're not getting enough money from the first person they're suing, being no, no, the no, company, they'll go further? No, no, it doesn't happen that way. What happened, and it happened with a huge company like a, I want to name names like Manpower. Uh, I'm not naming who the company is, but I'm giving the size the type. Like a Snelling, Manpower, Kelly, Sterling. It was one of those type of big companies, right? Mm. They, um, they got busted. And the EEOC was able to get permission to go ahead and make sure that they went after every one of their and investigate and audit every one of their their clients. So what happens, and that's just what happened with Cohen and Grisby not too long ago. Remember Cohen and Grisby? They were the uh, Grisby. They were the um, those um, law firm that was out there teaching companies and how. Another to, name that we're not supposed to mention, but yes, I know what you're talking about. When when it's a large lawsuit, very well noted, it's been on... Um, it's well noted to you. The I don't know who was going on with that. You. you don't get to interrupt me. All right. Okay. Yes, dear. When it's been on YouTube and then and it's been the biggest news on CNN and it actually has now become like one of those cases that everybody refers to, that's when I can actually and we'll talk about it, okay? All right. All right. So with Conan Grisby, this is a huge situation when this was one of the most well-noted cases where they go to this conference, they go ahead and talk about displacing companies allegedly how to displace American workers. All right. This, well, the video, this guy sits down, and he's in this conference. He videotapes it, and he puts it on YouTube. Shit, that was, now that, that was stupid. That was stupid. Hey, thanks. <laughs> I, will, I will say that because he, he did it. He, he, knew, he, he knew he was doing illegal that was that was a that was the same that was about the same level of error in judgment. I'll take it back. The same error in judgment as as when these kids will uh, these teenagers will rob a liquor store or something, or rob a store, and then put it on YouTube of them doing what they just did. Well, they didn't do it; somebody else did. But that's the same thing that's going on. But it was the same level. It was the same level of committing a crime and appearing on YouTube. I don't care about you. Who can you come after me? Because I've got errors in the missions. Well, that's because that person uh, is thinking the community she's in writing in, she's writing in, is just only a closed community, and not not remembering that it's an open forum for the entire world to see. Maybe 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 after listening to this podcast, if they do hear it, they will realize. Um, some of what you were saying, even though it may not have been delivered in a way really that you could see, is still good advice. I do not advice. know any community you cannot go on Google and find the information on. You see what now? I do not know. Any form you can't really go on Google and find the information on, and especially in a cache. Come on. There's well, nothing as a, especially this being, person. Being a searchologist, I, I can say way, you can always find information. Only. Also knew that this was not a private form because they also mentioned, mentioning how crazy I was, they mentioned that one of their claims had been doing a search on her and thought that I was crazy when they saw all the posts that I had, had the communication we'd had. So she yeah. also knew it was not private. She mentioned that. Well, okay? perhaps they were thinking that. Uh, I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not arguing anymore. Either, either or. Yeah, because you can't. Because she's a dumbass. I'm no, sorry, but not. I'm not. me. Everybody, but okay. Continuing. So Cohen and Grisby. The the opinions and, and the opinions and comments made by Karen, and necessarily those of Jim Stroud <laughs> and the recruiters. Oh, and remember, this is I am being subjective at this point, and not totally. That's subjective. <laughs> it's totally subjective. How is that subjective? You, you just you just said I should bleep that. You know, it takes a while for me to calm down. This was a recent event, and I'm still kind of very annoyed at this uh, this individual. I mean, when somebody you wants to take a grain of salt, hey, you, know how much love, you know how much love you get from people who who are uncomfortable with your mentioning HR laws as Hold it on. is. I don't mind being called crazy. I am. I don't mind being called even bipolar. Fine, I'm not, but that's cool. I act like I am. But when somebody says that I am narcissistic, I have a problem. 
And especially when I tell you that you can't argue with me, I can argue with you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Okay, can I go back to Cody and Grizzly? So Cody and Grizzly. You know, we're getting low on time, so wrap it up. We're going too long on this. A letter from both uh, from these senators, and they said, hey, we're coming down, visit, knocking on your door, and we're going to not just investigate you, we're investigating every one of your clients. Ouch. It, It can happen. It's happened before. It happens a lot more than people think. Because the they don't mention it. They the, don't mention it. Yeah, I know. The problem is in our industry, people always say, how come I don't hear about it? Okay, I'm going to make this semantically correct. Please. Because so, I got both. You know what? Uh, uh, correct. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I am going to, if anyone else has not already picked up on this, I'm going to coach you on, on um, what's the right word? What's the right word? Semantics. Charm. I'm not charming. Uh, societal I'm, charm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you how to be charming and how to how to make how to be syntactically strategic oh, in the things you say. You want to meet because me you nice. don't always you don't always use uh, discretion in the stuff you say, and that's what gets you in trouble. Nice. That's what you talked about. You don't want me to be nice now, do you? Really? Uh, no. You can say that. You can say the same thing you've always said, but you can you, you can your word choice could be a little different. I, I can see that. Why would I want to do that? Will that be being me? You can be you, but you can you can, just say, you, can, you can say hello in Spanish and still say hello. It still means the same thing, but it's in Spanish. Human being. I am a snarly human being, has totally intent, but you know what? I have very low tolerance for stupid behavior, especially when it has <laughs> But it has intent to harm another. When somebody says, I don't care, and I'm going to run my business without fear, and I don't care about the EOC or the Department of Labor, then I'm sorry. That tells me I am going to care. I don't care if I hurt another human being. I will discriminate and allow a prayer. That's what I hear. I'm sorry. And that pisses me off. I don't like people harming another human being. And I'm going to say that's stupid. And I, you know, and I'm, I, you know what? I'm grateful that she said that online for her insurance company to see it because now her insurance, if she ever does get sued, her insurance company is going to go mix the Bonhoeff. You ain't got some. Sorry. Again, the comments and uh, opinions both <laughs> by Karen Mander, not necessarily from Jim Stroud. That really group. drove me nuts that somebody. It, this is what I'm saying. The candidate. Yeah, because you're not clear enough at this point. Let's read it. You're, you know, recruiters, come on. These people right now, we have a recession. We're in the, one of the biggest recessions in America. Okay? And it's not going to end for a long time. I mean, California just has IOUs right now. And you know what? They're the ninth largest economy in the world. So this is, there's going to be a trickle-down effect just from that alone. You know, and so what we've got coming down still, I mean, it took us 10 years to get here. It's not going to be fixed overnight. It's not going to be fixed in the next year or two. There's no way. It's not possible. And on, and on, and on that positive note, because we're, we're out of time. But, no, wait. We're out of time. I want to close this on a positive. Let me close this on a positive. We can, can you? help this economy. We can help make changes, and we can do better by the people that are out there searching for a job. Even if it means spending five minutes with them to tell them, hey, an attaboy, or here's how to do your resume, or here's how to do an interview process, or let me hold your hand, or let me give you a referral, something. Throw a bone, something to people out there and make them feel appreciated. Because right now, we're all frustrated, we're all scared, but you know what? It's not just about quantity. It's not just about the numbers. It's not just about quotas. Remember today that we are all people, and we are to put the H back in HR. Let's put the human back in human resources, okay? I'm done. That was my rant. (laughs) All righty then. didn't expect this today, did you? I never know what to expect when we podcast, but you know that. We didn't even uh, talk about the guy. We sure didn't. Well, okay. We're a guy. We're a guy. We talked about a lot of stuff before well, this. It's been a long time since we've done one of these. Maybe we just do the full hour. It's been what, a what guy? What guy are you talking about? The guy. That, about Rhode Island? No, the guy who actually suing that woman in Germany. Oh, oh okay. All right. So, since it's somewhat humorous, 
Yes, and, and and we've had all the negative phones. Oh, okay, since we had a little negative and ranting, let's just try to end it with a little little laughter if we can. <laughs> a weird true story. Seven year old man. Tell your true story. Tell your weird story. Okay, I, I believe it was a seventy-seven year old man. Yeah, it's a German man. Seventy-seven? I didn't know he was seventy-seven. He's seventy-seven. He said he had a simple demand from life. I'd like to die as I have lived on a woman. So he got pissed off when he went to a 19-year-old girl and asked her for sex, and she denied him. And now he's suing her for sexual discrimination, um, age discrimination. I mean, is, is she, was she a quote-unquote working girl? You know, they never said that. They never, ever because said that. Because if she was not a working girl, not saying that he would have a case anyway. If but Germany, if she wasn't, then Germany, she could it's illegal for prostitution. Well, she could sue him for, um, I don't know, sexual assault, even, even just for asking that, right? Mm-hmm. So she should be more concerned. Maybe he's thinking like he's 70-plus years old. He doesn't care. But she would have a bit better case than he would in a discrimination case. Cause well, they said it was interesting. Well, age discrimination in Germany often refers to the employment market. Here was this is in Germany? To give it a whole new meaning. This is in Germany? It was in Germany. I bet you, I bet she was a working girl. But it's not legal in Germany, just like it's not legal here. It's legal in Germany in certain spots. I thought in Denmark it was only before. Now Denmark's not legal. Denmark got rid of prostitution. When did that happen? That happened about ooh, six months, eight months ago. Oh, and it had to be recent. Yeah, it was very, very recent. They they said it was the, it was bringing too much crime, drugs, and um drugs and rock and roll, and um uh, and sex is no longer prostitution, <laughs> no longer prostitution and drugs. You know, we should look up. Uh, we should look up the the, the 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 drugs and rock and roll in Rhode Island because it's legal there. Which prostitution? Yeah, that's another one. Rhode that's Island. bizarre. I, I did not know that. I didn't until recently. We were talking about things, but for those who don't know, because Karen and I were talk, we talk about so many different things beyond HR, believe it or not. But for some <laughs> reason, we were on prostitution and talking talking about I would like where to know it was how legal. Could be, you know, no help. We people believe that. The recruiting industry, and I do believe so, of course, is the oldest industry in the world. Older than prostitution. That, that's how we got into it. That's how we started talking about prostitution. That's what it was. I mean, what do you think the legal pimp was? I, I thought the oldest profession would have been agriculture. Because well, you got to eat. Legal... You got to eat farming. That's the, that's the oldest. You got to eat. The legal pimp would be the one who would have put the right. prostitute to the, to the john and introduced them together. See? Hmm. Okay, the prof- so that would be a professional occupation, wouldn't it? So, I guess. <laughs> but anyways, anyways, I was thinking about this here in Rhode Island or Nevada, if there were recruiters who actually do recruiting for the prostitutes in either of these states, and what would oh, they that would be? Oh, God. I mean, can you imagine? I don't even like that analogy anymore. I mean, it was funny before we started, but I don't know if it's still funny. Advertise for that, too. How would you advertise for those jobs? <laughs> Playboy <laughs> magazine, I guess? I don't know. The thing is, see, there's a little, by the way, guess how prostitution became legal in, well, not legal. In Rhode Island? The, uh, the legal. It got whittled down from misdemeanor charge? Well, yeah, how, did, how it became delegalized, is that the word that we're looking for? Um, what's the word we're looking for? Um, anyways, the reason it became such in Rhode Island was because of a lawsuit. These women called, I believe they were called the Coyote Group or something like that. They were a union for sex workers. They went mm-hmm. after and sued the government for discrimination. They felt that it was unfair for the state to go ahead and tell, um, put laws on how an adult an unmarried adult should have sex. An unmarried adult. And an unmarried adult or married but, adult. You know, they said, why are you making... Well, there are laws for married adults. Married adults a crime. And they felt that any person who initiated offer sex, you know, should not be able to go to have to go to jail. So they said, look, you know, we think that this is all... <laughs> it's discriminatory against women. Mm-hmm. And so the laws and prostitution were changed. In other words... As long as you're not doing it on the street or a street walker, right? 
it's considered to be legal per se. You can come into people's houses. You can, you know, advertise as massages. And this is how I found out about. So you, so you can you can have a home delivery service, is what you're saying. But you, yeah. But you can't. But you can't have a strolling down the sidewalk business. Right. And the reason I found out about this was because of that guy who did purchase on Craigslist. Oh, I remember you saying that. Yeah, okay. Uh, so the thing, yeah, I was like, so that's when I was like, you know, prostitution, that's weird. I mean, it's kind of like, wow. And I kind of was relating it to recruiting, and I was thinking, you know, that's. I wonder if anybody who's out there has thought about being a recruiter for any of these brothel-like kind of places. Interesting. And how legal that would even be. Okay, I, I think that was humorous. Hopefully someone found some humor oh, in that. I'm seriously but, thinking this. Yeah, but I know. <laughs> that, and, and that's where the humor comes in. I mean, I'm serious. Who has humor? Why? What's, if it's legal, it's legal, right? Uh, if it's legal, I'm not breaking the law. I mean, for example, you got Nevada. I, I wouldn't want to endanger my immortal soul by finding uh, prostitutes for people. I didn't say I was going to do it. Well, I just, I'm just but saying. Again, I'm well, you know, I mean... Okay, Just a thought. But it's not what I'm doing right now, being called a pimp. Hey, dude, I've been called much worse than that. Y- yes, you have. Okay, now, uh, we are going to rack over way over time. Um, if you have any questions or comments, criticisms, uh, mostly criticisms for myself or for Karen. Oh, you Karen, know we're going to have a <laughs> I know. Feel free, wait, feel free, to, feel free to write us. Wait, wait, we should be right. You can reach Karen at Karen at com or Jim at therecruiterslounge.com. You can also catch us on Twitter. You can catch Karen at twitter.com slash hirecentrics. That's H-I-R-E-C-E-N-T-R-I-X. And for me, twitter.com slash Jim Stroud. And if you are one of our iTunes listeners, we do appreciate you so very much. Please, if you will, leave a positive review on, on iTunes. We'd appreciate that as well. You know what? I just hit me about something. I can pat myself on the back because as much as, you know, I feel a lot of contempt for this individual, I still have been very good about not naming the place where this happened, not the person's name. And we will never do that. Never know that. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that something? That is something. Okay. Our <laughs> hearts and minds are clear, and you, you got your little vindictive streak out of you. We're oh, no vindictiveness to... yet. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to close out now, so let's just say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> bye-bye. 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 Well, that's the end of our show, and as always, you've been a very great audience. If you like what you heard, love what you heard, or simply hate what you just heard, uh, please let us know. You can reach me, Jim Stroud, at jim at therecruiterslounge.com or karen at therecruiterslounge.com. Also, if you would, please uh, subscribe to us by iTunes or just subscribe to the site, uh, of course, therecruiterslounge.com. The theme song of the Recruiter's Lounge is courtesy of Brain Bucket and the Podsafe Music Network. Find them online at music.podshow.com. And so this ends this edition of the Retro Lounge, home of classic episodes of the Recruiter's Lounge podcast. If you haven't already, uh, subscribe now so you don't miss a future episode. Okay, cool. Until next time, bye-bye. That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware, when your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe.